Howdy mates, this is a take two on this podcast. I'm here in the Mafia Wife Life Studios. It is me, homies, you got it, your girl, Mafia Wife. Um, the Godfather is skiing for the next few days with Ella. She is on her break from school and we are in the middle of a... Um, I don't know, I guess you would call it a final lap on one of the real estate deals that were involved in. And so I had to pause to address it. And then I was just like, just forget about it. I'm going to silence my phone. Um, I hope everybody had a good holiday. Ours was very unique, but very sweet. A bug ran through our household. And it's crazy because... Um, we have so many celebrations in December. Our youngest is born in December. Um, our grandson is born on Christmas Eve. Then there's Christmas. Our daughter Gracie has a birthday on the 29th. The Godfather's birthday is the 30th. Our son-in-law Philip's birthday is New Year's Eve. And so it goes. And... Because we got sick, um, the godfather did not get sick. I got sick. And then Ella got sick. And then nobody wanted to come around us because we were sick. And we didn't want anybody to come around us because we didn't want them to get sick. So it was kind of COVID-like. And um, it was it was really different and unique. But... We made the most of it, and um, you know our girls would come over, and we would be up on the porch, and they would be out in the yard, and you know we had our get-togethers that way for for a few days, um, surrounding you know those couple of days before Christmas, Christmas, and. I think, you know, a day or two after, but we made it work and it was sweet and memorable in its own way. Um, and I had, a, it was the second worst bug I ever had, you know, I'm fine now, but um, I had a fever that was quite elevated, which was very disorienting and uh, my standard fever or my standard temperature is 96. It's like 96.2, 96.5. Um, and you know, it was, it was getting up there, you know, it was like 101.9, 102. I was like, zam. Um, and so I felt really out of it there for a bit, but you know, um, we got through it. And the Godfather was so sweet and he made everything, you know, he made everything happen for us, you know, and it was fabulous. So anyway, some of the, um, some of the occurrences that occurred, um, are patchy. And I, so I, so what I want to talk about is I can't remember the specifics of who said this to me or how I found out about it. You know, maybe one of my girls talked to Ella and Ella told me, 
or maybe one of my girls talked to the godfather and the godfather told me and then I went back and asked them um, and I don't even really know exactly when this happened but it fucking happened um, two of my daughters Gracie and Claire have been friends with a girl that they went to high school with named Logan. They've known her for many, many years. Um, so, you know, by extension, we have known Logan for many, many years and her family. Um, Logan's a sweetheart. Um, you know, her mother and I have, uh, you know, we have understood that we have you know, different beliefs when it comes to certain confines regarding surrounding religion. And because of that, you know, I'm not down with it. You know, nobody is going to tell me that one of my daughters is not going to be in heaven because she is married to a woman. That is a fuck no, bitch, that's a hard pass. You don't get to say that and still be my friend, sweetie. And I've made that very clear. She understands that. But, you know, she's who she is. I'm who I am. And that doesn't mean that we're not still friends with Logan. Now... I am putting this out there, make no mistake, Logan told my daughters, who they've been friends with for many years, that, um, you know, my sister, who lost her daughter, ran into Ellen, and I guess Ellen, because of the way she is and because of the way this sister is, they want to just talk about other people that aren't right there in front of them. And I guess Ellen, this is according to Logan, who told my daughters, I guess Ellen, you know, was talking to this sister about... I don't know, I came up, me, mafia wife. And this sister's response was, oh, no, no, they just, they just, like, they weren't around. She wasn't around once Bella got sick. Bitch, let me just straighten that out right here. You can say what you want, but it doesn't make it true. Your daughter was diagnosed in December. She came to my house in December. We were there in January. We were there in February. We were there in March. That's three months, honey. Um, we were there until you didn't want to take your son to band's practice that I had gotten him a potentially life-altering opportunity to be a part of. You didn't want to uh, put yourself out, nor did your husband. So what you decided to do was throw me under the bus 
that's a fact that is a fact because your mother was willing to get together and have a meeting with me why who the fuck knows because i'm fucking satan but she agreed to have a meeting but no when you happened even though you deny it uh to say wow you know katie's texting mike katie's texting mike yeah bitch i was texting mike because i was trying to go to bat for your son i thought needed help who you said they need to be thought of too and when i tried as hard as i could to go to bat you didn't like it when I pushed. And so instead, you decided, along with your husband, to throw me under the bus. All right? That happened. It happened. It's a fucking fact. But we were there for all of the years prior. We have photographic evidence to substantiate such, you can say whatever the fuck you want, okay? It doesn't make it true. You can tell Ellen whatever you want, and you did, um, as though it's true. Am I going to call Ellen and say, oh, Ellen, beep, beep, beep. No, because I don't give a fuck what she says. But what you then said, and why I'm doing this podcast what you said was their girls turned on my children and I would have thought that they would have come around for them. Listen to me, bitch. My girls do not roll with anybody ever that fucks me over and they know that you guys did they know what you did and they didn't like it so if you think for a second that my girls are going to be cool with that and leapfrog over me the same way that your mother thinks that my girls are going to leapfrog over me to go towards people that that think that they're going to treat me that way they don't do that okay my girls have done nothing what you said and had your husband say because you know that you can't go right to the source and say it directly was and this let me be clear you have no business texting our children contacting our children without our permission i didn't say that you said that that happened okay that happened so ellen because she's a nosy bitch, said to logan who has known us forever she said, oh, Logan, I saw Chrissy. And Chrissy said, bah, 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 bah. and you know what Logan said? Logan said, 
Mom, that's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. Here's what happened. This is what happened. And she told her mother, I don't care what version Ellen believes, but I am grateful that Logan, you know, is ethical enough to speak the truth clearly. Okay, my girls know what happened. The Godfather knows what happened. We were there. We did try to help. And that's a fact. You know, my girls were there. We were there. And, you know, whatever you want to do to twist it, to make your narrative sound more palatable to you, I mean, do what you got to do. You know, it does not change the facts. Um, I don't roll with anyone, zero, no one who um, is not willing to, you know, to be truthful. And it's so funny because, um, you know, the farther you go along, the, the uh, smaller your circles get, you know, at least that's how I like to do it. And, you know, I, I can't live with myself. I don't want to live with myself if I'm not real. You know, it's just, it's, I, I, you know, I don't, that's just, there's no life there, right? So sometimes, depending on what is going on or what um, comes up, and I will say, you know, to a friend very directly, blah, 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 no, that's bullshit, blah, 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 blah. I get it in my mind, well, that's it. They're just going to write me off now. You know, they're just going to, you know, not want to be my friend anymore. They're not going to want, they're going to block me. Uh, they're not going to want me to come around them, blah, blah, blah. And guess what, homies? That doesn't happen with my friends. It doesn't happen with my family because... That's not how things work in the real world. It does not work that way. Um, how it works in my world is, um, is that the truth matters and, and differing opinions matter and integrity matters. It's not my fault that you didn't want to take your son to band practice. That's not my fault. I tried. I would have taken him, obviously, but I was directed by the person whose uh, house it was that band practice was held at. I was directed that he was to come to practice, that his parents could take him home, and then we could concentrate on practice, which newsflash... Um, when you see a band performing live, it looks easy and it's supposed to look easy, right? It only looks easy because we've practiced. I cannot tell you how many little teeny tiny pieces go into practice. Um, it's been a surprise even to me how 
how much minutia goes into arranging um, a particular song and then creating a set list. And it's, you know, it's a job. It's not a job, but it is a challenge. So I'm not going to argue with the guy who's hosting the practice. I'm going to say, okay, because that was his standard, right? So just because he said that, I'm not going to, um, you know, I'm not going to try to create a way that I'm not going to respect his boundaries on that. But that's what you did. You decided to um, make it something that it wasn't in the same way that you decided to not include my girls in the Facebook invite for your quote, sweet Bella, um, whatever that was, a fundraiser or get together or whatever it was, you can say that you didn't invite them and that can be true. You personally did not invite them in the same way that you personally didn't invite anybody, but you definitely directed your Lieutenant Susan to invite this number of people. Here's the names. And you deliberately excluded my daughter's names. I don't care how many times you deny that, but you weren't willing to risk us coming and potentially having your mother who has proven, had proven that she wouldn't come anywhere near me and you didn't want to risk that. The same way when I went to see your sweet Bella play tennis and your mother, once she found out I was coming because I didn't want to jump out of a fucking jack-in-the-box and say, hey, I'm here. I didn't think that was right. So I made it clear um, through you or through a cousin or whatever to let mom know I'd be there. She said she would come to see her play tennis. But when she found out I was coming, courtesy my extension of letting her know she declined and you weren't willing to risk that. That's why you didn't pass on those names. You don't get to say that we dropped you, honey. That didn't happen. Actually, you can say that. Obviously, you do say that. You have said that, and I have proof that you have said that, which is why I'm recording this podcast. But when I find something out directly like that, I'm not going to fucking sit on it and act like I don't know because I do know. And 
it's obvious that you have spread that to others who so easily believe it. It's so crazy. You know, the easiest thing in the world to do in that system that you operate in, the keys to the kingdom is to say, you know, Katie's fucked up. Katie sucks. And everybody's like, come on, let's light some fireworks. Come on over, group hug. Let's do the singing and the dancing. It's, 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 uh, it's cheap. It's laughable, you know? And it's been so illuminating to us to watch that. And, you know, that's fine if people want to do that. We're not begging anybody to listen because we don't need to prove ourselves. And the Godfather taught me that when he didn't reply to any of that vile shit every one of you motherfuckers said about me, my family, my husband. Remember that? When you little bitches, I'm sorry, one bitch in particular, Neil, who said my husband was a criminal. I can go on record because I know for a fact the actions that you took that had nothing to do with ethical behavior. It's a laugh. It's laughable to, to, to think that you resorted to such a cheap shot after, after what was truly a mentorship and a friendship. It's laughable. I can go down the line and know what I did and what I didn't do. And so I can circle back and I can say, um, how can these people not know this? How can they not know it? And it's because they don't want to. It is so much easier to get people to hop on the I hate Katie train. Um, I believe in a life of service. I am happiest when I am living a life of purpose, of creativity, and it is my, it is my solitary goal in this life to serve. And um, we don't need to put our efforts up in lights. We don't need to make noise about what we do, but it's an understanding that the Godfather and I have. And, um, uh, you know, I know what we've done with regards to service. And I know that we have felt a certain way you know, associated with that. And, you know, being a mother of four grown daughters and being a grandmother to five, 
adorable grandchildren. You know, there's ways to be of service and it makes me very happy. And recently, one of my daughters asked me to help her organize um, her playroom. And I was like, hell yeah, bitch, I'm there for you, homie. And the godfather was going to go to a football game that day. And I was getting ready to go. And I said, would you mind, you know, packing me a lunch? He packed me the sweetest lunch. I went over there and they were so happy, you know, with how things got oriented and they were just so happy and their happiness made me happy and it's like joy ripples you know and I was explaining it to the godfather the next morning because he got home from the game you know late that evening and so the next morning we were talking about it and I said it's that joy you know when you are able to be of service I was so happy um and you know I think I think you know, the family that I came from, you know, so many people, and there was always ways to contribute. There was always, you know, there was always ways to serve. And I was used to that, you know, and then I look at my own family and I'm so grateful for, you know, opportunities to serve. But that day, when the godfather went to the football game and I went over to my daughters to help with that, um, you know, with that playroom challenge, you know, after I left, I, I had some dry cleaning that I had to drop off at the dry cleaners. And then um, I turned around in the parking lot and I was driving in the opposite direction so I could, you know, leave the parking lot and head back home to my house. And so I was passing these stores and it was a grocery store, a restaurant, a coffee shop, liquor store, dance studio. And there was another store at the end. I it's like a gift shop or something. I can't remember its name but they have different things in the window. And one of the things that I saw in the window was a sign. It was very simple, it was a sign. And it registered with me that I'm seeing a sign. And the sign had three words on it. It was a black sign. The three words were written in white and uh, the words, said, call your mom. And I thought, how interesting that my eye would go to that sign when there's so many other things that I could have been drawn to. And I thought, well, there's a reason that I was prompted to see, to see that sign, call your mom. And I thought, well, that's a sign, you know, should I call my mom? And I haven't tried to call my mom in a long time because I've been blocked. 
And I used to punish myself, you know, like somebody with a rubber band around their wrist, you know, they like, they snap their wrist with the rubber band, you know, it's some sort of, um, I guess maybe they do that if they're trying to break a habit, you know, like, oh, if they're thinking about smoking a cigarette, they'll snap the rubber band or whatever, you know? So I used to do that early on. I would punish myself for whatever fucking reason. I had no reason to punish myself, but I would, I would try to call my mom. Um, and of course I would, you know, be confronted with the block, you know, and, and I finally admitted this to the Godfather. I was like, you know, I don't know why I do this. You know, I call my mom, even though I'm blocked. He's like, you shouldn't do that. I said, I know. He said, just don't do it. I said, you're right. So I, I stopped doing it, you know, and I can't tell you the last time that I called my mom and I realize I've come a distance, you know, I have progressed, but who wants to progress in that way? Who wants to get better at being the person that doesn't call their mother because they don't want to be reminded they don't want to feel that snap on their wrist that indeed they are the motherfucker who is blocked by their mother, the only one of 13 children. If a couple of other siblings or a couple of other, a couple of her other children, I should say, were blocked, maybe it would feel different. Maybe it would. But to be the only one of 13 to be blocked, I mean, that is a hurdle that I challenge any of you bitches out there to, to navigate. You know, it's not easy, but I realize, you know, thanks to the Godfather, who I know to be a good person, thanks to his guidance, you know, in telling me I don't need to do that, time passed. And I didn't do that to myself. And somehow I, I, I guess I graduated, you know, I guess I got past it. I got past that desire from wanting to call my mother. You know, I have a mother, I had a mother, um, you know, who lives eight miles from me, my children, my grandchildren, you know, um, I don't know anybody who has grandchildren and great grandchildren who they're just not interested in. I know my mother texts my children, happy birthday, and it confuses them. Um, because they know that she doesn't text me. So it's very confusing for them and uncomfortable for them to receive these texts knowing how she wants nothing to do with their mother. It's confusing. Um, but I say, you guys do what you want. You know, I mean, you know, somebody wishes you happy birthday. They wish you happy birthday. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing, you know, but it's awkward for them. Um, but they're adults, they make their own decisions. 
Um, but anyway, back to this sign, I hadn't, I hadn't felt inclined to call my mother in, I don't know how long, you know, because I guess I got past that as I say, but that day after I helped my daughter, after I had the joy of helping her, you know, organize my, her sons, my grandson's playroom, it just, you know, it, 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 it filled me in such a way, you know, it was life enhancing, of course. And so I saw that sign and I said, well, that's a sign, you know, I will call my mom, even though I fucking knew, you know, I was still blocked, but I, I followed that prompt and I called my mom. <clears throat> and of course, you know, I'm blocked, you know, no surprise. It didn't ring. It just was that same, you know, that same vacancy, I suppose, you know, if you're, um, a ship at night on the water, you know, and you're putting out a signal, you know, because you have somehow lost your way and you're putting out a signal. Um, I don't know who you're putting out the signal to. Maybe it's the Coast Guard. I don't know. But, you know, it's kind of like that, you know, putting out a signal in the night, even though you know nobody, nobody is there, but you also know that they really are there. So I had that feeling, you know, well, I called my mom. I knew I was blocked. And I, you know, just made my way home. I was so happy, you know, to know that I was going back home. I was looking forward to being back at my house. And I thought, why did I see that sign? What was that sign for? What, what was the prompt, you know, that I felt compelled to respond to? And I realized it was confirmation, you know, that sign came to me. I was prompted to see that sign as confirmation that things remained the same. You know, it didn't matter how many grandchildren I had. It didn't matter how many birthdays occurred. It didn't matter that it was Christmas or a new calendar year. You know, when I call my mom, you know, it's very deliberate that she wants nothing um, to do with me. And if she did, I wouldn't be blocked. So I thought that that sign, um, you know, I, I, I could have looked at it, you know, in the way that I would have looked at it early on when I was first blocked, when I was first exiled, when I was first othered, when her children sort of gathered around a fucking bonfire and did some sort of hooligan dance and united in their hatred of me 
and by extension, my family, um, I realized that sign prompted me in the way that it did as confirmation, you know, that this is how things remain. And it's not because of any choice that I made. I didn't make those choices, nor did me or my family turn their back on a child that we had been part of her life from when she was born. We didn't turn our back on that child. We did not. I don't care what the narrative is. I don't care that people show up after the fact, after a diagnosis comes. I don't, that doesn't change anything. It changes nothing. You know, the facts remain that we were there and we were, we were fucked over, um, courtesy nothing more than our ability to want to help, you know, to give their other child an opportunity to maybe have a voice in a creative way. And, you know, the other way is to, God forbid, you know, our presence at a get-together would potentially create another scenario where my mother wouldn't show up just like she didn't show up, you know, at tennis or other times. I mean, you know, Ellen, you can believe what you want or say what you want. You know, we're not buddies anyway, as you know, because I made that very clear once I heard what you said about your nonsense about who my daughter loves. It's extremely bizarre to me how easily led people are. I, you know, what can I say? I am making this podcast this evening. I wouldn't usually be making a podcast in the evening because the Godfather would be here, but he is skiing with Ella. Oh, so I am just going to say adieu. Happy New Year. And, uh, you know, at some point, I hope that you all, you know, subscribe to a life that is examined because personally what I have experienced, I know that it's a better life. So TTYL.